0: Welcome back to, well, that's interesting. The, it's not space big, but
1: that's pretty damn big addition. I mean, <laughs> space, so space is big. It's very, yes. Space is like a hard thing to yes. like, be like, to, to wrap your head around. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching a lot of Thor movies. So I'm like, God, which is, which is accurate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's true. There are definitely, you know, Norse gods mm. On another planet that use a rainbow bridge. That's just what's happening. Yeah. Today is
0: <laughs> <laughs> in between E-094, the largest clone so far.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> and how New Zealand plans to save its biggest spider.
1: Good for New Zealand. Mm. I mean, I, I God bless them. I I I don't. I couldn't do anything involving a big spider. The, the biggest one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let alone keeping it alive. What I love about this spider is that it's also in a cave. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about. Some oh stuff. no!
1: <laughs> so, I'm positive I will find some marvel things to compare it to. Oh
0: uh, yeah, especially the way that it's born. Okay, well before what? We get, <laughs> yeah, before we get into that. Oh my god! I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the horrified uh, Marissa Riley. That's me. I'm here.
1: <laughs> I'm scared.
0: It's intense, but it's, <sighs> worth, it. it's okay. worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome to The Flock. Welcome. Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no
1: idea what we were going to talk about today, and now that I know, I am (laughs) scared. I'm so scared, and I'm singing. That's how nervous I am. Mm -hmm. That's really creepy. Yeah,
0: your fear has (laughs) just transformed into a a musical. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Marissa
0: Scared, the musical. (laughs) How nice. (laughs) Oh, God. Today we have two amazing stories of perseverance. And it just so happens the main characters are very, very large. Yes. In the first half of the show, like we said, we're going to talk about the largest clone on Earth so far. Oh, my God. And I say so far because this one was right under our noses the whole time. And we had no idea until like a minute ago. So, what is it?
1: everything yeah. is under her noses yeah it's like in the ocean so you know it's big oh it's an ocean clone <laughs> it's an ocean clone oh no I, I next to
0: space like we said the ocean is just fucking terrifying it's so big
1: uh, which gee, oh we talk about this all the time mm. i'm not team space or team ocean yeah i'm team house yes <laughs> agreed you shouldn't have to choose between yeah. which is scarier space or the ocean yeah. They're um, both scary. And you're allowed to be scared of yes. both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For equal and
0: opposite reasons. Just terrible. Yeah. Podcast terrible. over. Thank That's you. Right. The end. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe. Thank you for rating. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk about the lengths a country will go to save a species. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say, no, it's not the United States. Uh-huh. We're, not, we're not saving anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful New Zealand. Uh, and that story with the eggs and the spiders and the caves, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all after the break. Uh, first things first, we should probably start with the clone. Yes. Let's start in the ocean. <laughs> Let's party in the ocean. That's right. My friends, pack your bags and make sure you've got some scuba gear. Uh, we're heading on over to the immaculate shores of Shark Bay.
1: Oh, that makes me feel so safe. <laughs> Don't you want to go swimming in Shark yeah. Bay? Let's do it. Take your family? Let's do it. Build a sandcastle? <laughs> lose an arm? Party! That's, right. That's what it said in the brochure. Oh what? my god. <laughs> the brochure is just like blood splatters. It's just
0: blood. <laughs> it's written in blood. <laughs> So where in the world is Shark Bay, and should you be concerned, honestly, for the first time in the history of this show, you probably don't have to be concerned. What? Everyone, please, imagine Australia. You got it. Now point to its center. Okay. Now move your finger west until you hit the coastline, and voila, here we are at the UNESCO World Heritage Site, Shark Bay, and it's about 500 miles north of Perth. It's just huge. Australia
1: is so big. it's just so big. Y'all are just out there it's amazing (laughs) out there with monsters oh my god In the sun and you're having fun and drinking and i'm talking myself into it (laughs) how do i join uh
0: fyi shark bay also goes by gathagudu as named by the indigenous malanga people oh malgana people sorry so it's turquoise turquoise waters are filled with islands diverse wildlife rare mineral deposits And seagrass. Mm. Now, a fucking ton of it, too. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have a photo of just a sliver of the enormous expanse that is Shark Bay. Okay. Now, please tell us what you see. Uh, Scan the entire photo, top to bottom, please, uh, because it is full of said seagrass. Tell us how large this is. And uh, if anyone wants to play along and see this photo, come on by our social media stuffs and be very impressed.
1: Yeah. Oh. That's seagrass yeah all those dark spots are the grass amazing so what i'm seeing is like the coast of australia the 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 shark bay that we're talking about and the coast looks like a typical beach it's beautiful blue waters close to the beach but a little bit as you go out a little bit farther you see all of these kind of dark blue and black just globs yeah like almost it looks like someone dripped um black paint yeah all over the place and it's just a bunch of splotches and I guess that is uh the seagrass that is the seagrass and
0: it goes all the way to the horizon so top to bottom of this photo just endless it lush, seems
1: endless lush as fuck and no uh, sharks it's no just, sharks is that is this like a joke or something <laughs> it's actually just filled with like eels or something I don't, oh my know. God. I don't know I mean it, it got its name somehow. So. Okay. There was one shark. <laughs> one time. They should rename it Grass Bay. Yeah, that, I, that would attract a totally different yeah. type of person.
0: <laughs> so my friends, all of that is seagrass. And here's what it looks like close up. Are Ooh, you ready? Yeah. It's actually really
1: beautiful. Oh my God. Right? I love this. Okay, this is not what I was expecting at all. So first of all, It looks like, I don't know how big these are, but it looks like blades of grass that are kind of big. Yeah. Yeah, like big, like imagine like a blade of grass that's like... it's Chunky grass. Chunky grass that's like (laughs) finger-sized, right? Yeah. Okay, and then every once in a while, um, there's like this blue little violet-colored tube Mm -hmm. of I I don't know if it's petals or if that's another blade of grass, but they're just like dispersed or these sort of violet little buds. Yeah, it's it's, so pretty.
0: Part of it's green and lush. The other half, the very tip, it's kind of purple and very vibrant. And I guess that makes the dark color from the distance. Maybe
1: totally makes sense. It's wild. It's
0: absolutely wild. And yeah, in this photo, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, Jane Edgelow, uh, a University of Western Australia PhD candidate and one author of a very important recent study, told the New York Times its appearance is similar to a spring onion. Oh, that's so cute. Aww, I can see that. (laughs) Now, Jane was working alongside Elizabeth Sinclair, also from the University of Western Australia. Together with a bunch of awesome colleagues, they were performing a seemingly straightforward task. Dr. Marissa, please tell us. According to Smithsonian Mag, what the hell were they doing? I
1: would love to talk about it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Quoting journalist Margaret Osborne, quote, As part of a survey, researchers collected samples from 10 seagrass meadows, across Western Australia's Shark Bay and studied 18,000 genetic markers to test how many different plants grew in the area. Well, we have been studying cool water seagrasses in Southern Australia for a while to understand how much genetic diversity is in them and how connected the meadows are, Sinclair told CNN's Katie Hunt. and. Quote. Excellent. So they are working hard Yes. to figure out what the hell yeah. is going on with this grass. What's going on with all this grass? Yeah. Yes, my friends,
0: throughout 10 meadows in 10 very spaced out different locations, put a pin in that, 144 samples were clipped and analyzed and hold on to your butts. Ooh. Nine out of 10 sites were made up of the same genetically identical grass. Just one. Oh. And it's called Poseidon's Ribbon Weed. Whoa. <laughs> or... Whoa. Or uh, Poseidonia, 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 Australius. Amazing. And uh, here's just how big she is. Ooh. Study authors wrote on theconversation.com, "quote The results blew us away. It was all one plant, one single plant that had expanded over a stretch of 180 kilometers or 112 miles." End quote. All one plant. Yeah. All goes to
1: the same place.
0: <laughs> yes. One 112-mile uh, long this
1: plant. The biggest plant ever? Uh so far. We'll get into it, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. That's a big ass. I can't even fathom. Yeah. I'm like trying to imagine
0: it. Tell me more about it. Okay. okay, great. So, my friends, for comparison, here's one visualization. This plant is about the size of Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow. <laughs> Cincinnati size. That's right. There you go. And the craziness just doesn't stop there. Dr. Marissa, please tell us. Sure, this is one big-ass plant. But what
1: kind of plant is she, and how long has it been around? I would love to talk about it. All right, from Kate Golembuski nailed it, nailed it. Uh, of the New York Times. Quote, while some of Shark Bay's northern meador- me- <laughs> northern meadows <Nailed> reproduce <laughs> sexually, uh, Poseidonia clones itself by creating new shoots that branch off from its root system even separate meadows were genetically identical indicating that they were once connected to now severed roots based on how old the bay is and how quickly seagrasses grow the reach the researchers surmise that the shark bay clone is about 4,500 years old end quote so she's been around for a long time oh yeah she has separated she's she's Dropped off, I don't want to call her babies, but parts of herself. That's right. She no fucks. No fucks. She (laughs) she cut off a hand and it turned into another version of her. And and that was gruesome. That's what it was. But that's what happened.
0: And she's a badass. She's a total badass. This plant has been living its best single life, rosé all day, large and in charge mantra for four millennia. Fuck yeah. That's right. Round of applause. Don't need nobody. (laughs) No. So you may be asking yourself, how? How is a clone able to survive that long and be so healthy? Well, hold on to your butts once more. There's a lot of butt grabbing today. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Smithsonian mag summed it up best. In addition to its gigantic size, the plant's genetics are also unusual. Oh, most seagrasses inherit inherit half of each parent's genome, kinda like ours. You're right. But the seagrass in Shark Bay carries the entire genome of each parent, a condition known as polyploidy. This
1: is so cool. Why haven't humans figured out you know, how to do this? <laughs> we haven't yet. been around that long. Yeah. I know, but like just think of how many problems that would solve or create. <laughs> oh a- thinking
0: about it. Okay. Yeah. Talk more about the plants. Yeah. So Continuing the quote, on top of that, the seagrass also appears to be a hybrid of two species. Notably, this kind of clonal propagation has made for even older organisms like the turtle grass, oh. estimated to be about 6,000 years old.
1: Wow. Oh so, man.
0: There you have it. Yeah. So, Poseidonia may not be the oldest plant, but it is the largest on earth so far. And it already has everything it needs in its genetic toolkit, if you will, that helps it adapt without the need to find a mate. Amazing. And here's a great example of its versatility. Once upon a time, throughout... 2010 and 2011, a massive heat wave wave hit Western Australia, damaging Shark Bay's seagrass. And even though this plant was impacted, it's already begun to recover all on its own. That's amazing. Sinclair said in a statement on uwa.edu.au, quote, Even without successful flowering and seed production, it appears to be really resilient, experiencing... A wide range of temperatures and salinities, plus extreme high light conditions, which together would typically be highly stressful for most plants. We've seen a lot more increase in shoots, a lot more leaf density, so it's recovering. I think this polyploid is actually probably in pretty good state in terms of persisting. Amazing. And, well, yeah. She doesn't need anything.
1: She can recover herself. That's right. She can rebuild. That's right. She can reinvent. That's right. Just <laughs> like well we can't say madonna anymore because madonna's kind of rebuilt herself into a yeah like brutal picasso painting (laughs) of sorts love madonna don't get me wrong but but yes this plant
0: she knows what's up she knows what's up she's killing it she's killing it so my friends i know what else you may be thinking should why should we care that a plant the size of cincinnati exists
1: and dr marissa Tell us why. I would love to. Well, first of all, because it's awesome. But also, uh, Marlene Junk, a bio... <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how you pronounce it? I don't, honestly, I don't know. It's Okay, let's just pause on this for a second. It's J-A-H-N-K-E. Did you plant this no. for me to, to say? No, I honestly did not. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Miss Junk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Marlene. Marlene, we if love you. If you're listening, we love you. If Here. you want a, a trauma bond <laughs> over your name... DM us if, if no one has ever mentioned anything about your name, you are surrounded by wonderful people. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's do, <laughs> let's do this one more time. Marlene Junk, a biologist at the University of Gothenburg in Sweden, told the New York Times, quote, they are comparable to coral reefs in the sense that they host a lot of other species along with purifying water and storing atmospheric carbon, end quote. Yeah. I always forget that, like, plants do so much yeah for uh like air yes <laughs> <laughs> like it's incredible yeah um, so th- we should thank
0: yeah we should thank a big uh, ass shark bay grass shark bay grass for the win thanks Bay. thanks Bay. yeah super big and super important and i thought we could take a moment to just give a shout out and honorable mention to these other massive champions oh my god tried. yes please all right uh utah's pando uh Sounds cute. It's a clone colony of (gasps) 40,000 aspen trees. Aspen. Sorry. I can read. We got this. 40,000 aspen trees connected by roots, making it the largest connected individual plant.
1: That's right. You showed me a picture the other day. Oh, she she, uh, (laughs) showed me something before the episode, and I didn't even know it. There you go. That never happens, you guys. She never gives me hints. She'll just be like, what we're talking about is big. And that's all she'll say.
0: it's true Amazing. so helpful and not helpful at the same time exactly uh so utah's pando let's move on to the aptly named humongous fungus <laughs> <laughs> good job you want to say it together humongous, humongous fungus, fungus. Uh, yeah it's even bigger uh it lives underground and beneath uh leaves un- under under <laughs> i'm fucking this up we got this it lives underground beneath tree bark across 3.5 square miles of Oregon's Malheur National Forest, and you heard me—it's a 3.5-mile fungus. That's a big-ass fungus. And again, just for comparison, the Shark Bay clone
1: is 77 square miles. Just—I mean, this fungus is just a drop in the bucket yeah. compared to, yeah,
0: this
1: our Shark sea Bay, Bay friend. And wow, un-
0: unfucking believable. Oh, after the break. Huge spiders are in trouble. Great. And New Zealand is stepping up and coming to the rescue.
1: There you go. Yeah, You're so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Please do.
0: History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere
1: else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
0: Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So What are you waiting for? Download Spotify for podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting.
1: Hey, creepy people. This is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day!
0: And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, you can leave your scuba gear, but you're going to need some flashlights. Oh, no. We're we're heading on over to the crazy paving cave of New Zealand. Oh, wow, I feel so safe. I'm sure you do, and I'm sure you have a lot of questions about this, like why. Um, But first, (laughs) where in New Zealand are we exactly? All right, not a problem. Everyone, please, picture Australia. You got it. One more time. Now move your finger southeast. Just 3,000 miles. No big deal. And voila, we've reached the two islands that make up New Zealand. Amazing. Now, together they kind of form the shape of a comma, right? Right, yes, yes, yes. And uh, now on that southern island, I'd like you to point to the north coast. Okay. And Move your finger all the way to the left, and boom, we've made it. Now, that was a lot, and so is the Crazy Paving Cave, a.k.a. the Nelson Cave.
1: That's such a different, yeah. what two different names. <laughs> Like, crazy paving is, like, such a red flag, but then the Nelson Mm -hmm. Cave sounds like, that sounds fucking boring. Yeah, one is a red
0: flag, like you said, and the other is uh, totally misleading. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The Nelson Cave sounds like a library. Like, (laughs) nothing against libraries, but it sounds like a library. Yeah, it
0: sounds like we're safe there. Very safe. Not in the crazy paving cave. No, I'd go to the Nelson Cave. (laughs) That's right. They're the same thing. So great. So, according to doc.govt.nz, this place, quote, gets its name from its floor of ancient, fragile, fine-deep sediment, which has dried out slowly, cracking and curling into what looks like large, distorted paving stones. Mm. It's a dry cave where the sediment has stayed in place unchanged for hundreds of years. It's like a time capsule, holding information about what life was present when water once washed into the cave. Whoa. End quote. So, we're about to take a look. And yeah, I think it looks totally fucking crazy. Um, The floor really does look like a collection of flat stones. Ooh. Uh, But Dr. Marissa, would you say it also kind of looks like fish scales or snake scales as well? Ooh, Uh, I would love to see it. Okay, we have a photo of it right here. Please tell me what you think. Uh, And then, you know, after you look at the floor, I'd like you to look at the back of the photo. Okay. And, uh... (laughs) And uh, please tell me what you see hanging. Okay, it's not a spider yet. Okay.
1: Oh no, no. Okay. Um. Oh. <laughs> so, all right, Leah. Let's start with the floor. It does look like dragon scales. Yeah. Like it looks like um, if you've ever put on a clay face mask, and then it starts to dry. And it kind of looks like you're made of like cracked stone. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, you know, classic cave ceiling that's all gross. Um, <laughs> and then, is this what you're talking about? Mm hmm. Okay. So there's in the distance, deep in this cave, there's like a little sack. Yes. That's bright white. And it's hanging by what looks like a thread, like a spider's thread. There you go. Is it eggs? You got it. Gross. (laughs) Yes, my
0: friends, what looks to be a golf ball hanging by a single thread is is an egg sack. Gross. Laid by the Nelson Cave spider. And inside are about 50 itty-bitty spiders that will need lots of time to grow into maturity.
1: Okay, I'm all for the spiders, because you asked. Um, (laughs) I'm all for the spiders. I'm just not for being right next to them. Yeah, let's... that's a good thing,
0: because we put a pin in that, okay. actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Now, it takes the Nelson anywhere between two to three years to reach adulthood, unlike most spiders, which takes about one year. Oh. So not only does this make the Nelson unique, actually there's a ton of stuff about this spider that makes it unique. So let's first mention <laughs> she's big. Ooh. Uh, fully grown, these spiders are five inches or 13 centimeters in diameter. Nope. With a slim one inch or three centimeter wide body. Nope. This makes the Nelson the largest spider in New Zealand. And here's a photo. Oh my God. You ready?
1: Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. Ah! It's it's really, it's large. It's a big intimidating spider. It looks like it's just going to ruin ruin you. It looks like it's so fast. It looks really fast. It looks like it's so fast. It looks like a big Brown recluse, like it's, I've, you know, okay, so it's got a brown body, and then it's got these long brown yeah. legs. Yes, yeah, all legs, ma'am. It's all legs, but the legs are just thick enough mm-hmm. to to be really gross. <laughs> yes, it's, I I love her. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy she's somewhere living her best spider life. Yeah, I just I would never uh, be yeah. okay of seeing it. No. You think five inches isn't that much,
0: but it's in diameter. That's yeah. just, it's just too much. That's a lot of spider. It's a lot, yo. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us a few other super cool things about the Nelson, which granted it protection under the Wildlife Act of 1953.
1: Let's fucking do it, man. All right. From doc.govt.nz. <laughs> what if I just kept going? <laughs> Quote, Nelson cave spiders are thought to be directly descended from the earliest true spiders and may be the missing link between primitive spiders from the time of Gondwana, 350 million years ago, and modern spiders, end quote. So she... Yes. Is descended from the first spider.
0: Yeah. Is that right? That's right. That sounds like a legend. It is an absolute legend. This is uh, the missing link of spiders. We found
1: it. That's right. <laughs> Good job, everyone. I
0: didn't know we were looking for it, but we found it. We found it. Yes, my friends, these spiders are a big deal, literally and figuratively. And if you're wondering, what the hell does a five-inch spider that's been around for hundreds of millions of years eat? It's people. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I can't not bring this up. Oh, my God. Okay? If you thought they probably feast on equally large, equally ancient, massive, flightless crickets, you're right. Really? Yeah. What? Yes, yeah. Dr. Marissa, please prepare yourself for what is called wita. Oh. You ready? Yes. Here's another photo. And, of course, all photos are on our social media stuff. So, please, please take a look at this gigantic
1: flightless cricket. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh my God. The cricket is scarier than the spider, yeah. in my opinion. Agreed. It's so big. Okay, imagine a cricket. Now put your hands down like as if you're going to scoop up some water in, in like uh, a Disney movie or something. And then imagine that cricket is filling your entire hands. Both That's hands. what I'm looking at both hands filling up in this picture a a white man's hands (laughs) big cis man hands (laughs) filled with did i call it a spider this cricket it's fucking
0: it's just so big and uh i had to get into this creature for a minute. Uh, a little bit more about our massive friend here. Uh, Weta have been around lo- quote, sorry, quote, Weta have been around long enough to see dinosaurs come and go, and to evolve into more than a hundred different species, all of them endemic to New Zealand. Weta are incredible looking creatures. They range in size, but with their big bodies, spiny legs, and curved tusks, they are one of New Zealand's most recognizable creepy crawlies. Ooh! End quote. From govt.nz and uh, I'm happy to report they also come in five groups. Cool. There's tree, ground, cave, seen here, giant. What? And, yes. And tusked.
1: What? There's a group that's even bigger. <laughs> there's a group that's even bigger, and then there's a group with tusks. Yes. <sighs> Can tusk. you, I'm trying to, like, picture the spider eating this thing. Yeah. Because the spider is smaller than this thing. It is like imagine if if you were gonna eat a steak but you had to just bite into a cow like an apple (laughs) like you had to sit down with the cow and eat it that's what like the spider is that's what it feels like to this yeah yeah That's, that's a really good
0: analogy so my friends all of this info is what makes the nelson so special and why the following is a case for alarm dr marissa tell us
1: what's going on and what the hell Is New Zealand going to do about it? Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. All right. From (laughs) (laughs) govt.nz, quote, senior biodiversity ranger Scott Freeman says surveys have shown spider egg sac numbers decreasing in the cave, which may be due to the number of human visitors. We ruin everything. The (laughs) The number of spiders seen has actually increased from about uh, 2019 onwards, possibly due to a decrease in visitor numbers associated with COVID. However, one egg sac has been, uh, only one egg sac has been seen since 2018. Breeding is the real long-term driver of the population, so we want to close the cave to see if this will allow breeding to improve. Closing the cave means we can monitor the spider population's response to the removal of human visitors. and quote close that cave that's right close that fucking cave let those spiders make more spiders and let's walk away far away they need privacy they need privacy and we (laughs) don't don't want to feel spiders (laughs) that's right they need
0: uh they need i love that they just can't do it because we're there
1: so that's that's, I get it. I I, totally I, get I it.
0: couldn't do it if there were bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> that's right, my friends. New Zealand is taking measures that I think Americans could probably never comprehend. Uh, they're saying fuck off to capitalism, yeah. fuck off to tourism, yeah. And as of June 1st, this cave is closed for the next year. Fuck yeah. So they believe these spiders are more important than entertainment. Yeah, so let those spiders out. fuck. That's right. <laughs> Leave those spiders alone. That's right. You heard the woman. So <laughs> hopefully as we speak, some more hanging golf balls are being made. So Godspeed to the Nelson Cave Spider.
1: Godspeed, Nelson Cave Spider. I am on your side. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. You're so big. <laughs> Yeah, we got to do something about these crickets, yo. The crickets? So, I mean, yeah. I thought the spiders were scary, but no. then I saw those crickets, I, and I'm like, there's I, something. We, we need to breed these spiders the so spiders. they can eliminate these big-ass crickets that are the size of, like, d- tanks. Yes. They're tanks. They are tanks. We cannot let <sighs> them take over. No, and they will. They will. Because I watched Thor, and that just <laughs> seems like a natural
0: thing. Progression. Yeah. Of the way things are going. Exactly. So thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about the largest goddamn plant that's the size of Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> and uh, tell them about the crickets. Tell them about the spiders. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them about the podcast. Yeah. Yes. It's really, really helpful. Yeah. yeah. And please, stay interesting. Please do.